0: Hello everyone, it's your girl Jasmine, and I'm back with my second episode of Internally Woke. Um, I'm, I'm like like a week or two delayed um, from when I normally said I was going to post um, the podcast, so apologies for my delays. I've just had these past two weeks for me have honestly been <laughs> crazy, um, just I'm not going to get into details of everything that went on. It's just been a crazy two weeks. Um, So anyways, let's go ahead and jump into this week's installment of Internally Woke. So this week, um, I kind of wanted to talk about how we can be so quick to settle for mediocrity. And what I mean is... When you're young, you grow up with this fantasy, this lifestyle that you have to go to college and you have to graduate, you have to get married and you have to have this beautiful family of two and three kids and own the house and live the life. And and, and to somebody that may be a dream, that may be their ultimate goal, but it's not for everybody. And I think that a lot of women and men too but i'm speaking from experience and speaking from people that i've talked to a lot of women will get into a mediocre situation or settle or put things to the side that they may not normally put to the side in order to claim these titles right so i am a wife now i am a mother now and i can say that and to society it makes it sound like you've accomplished something But if you've accomplished being a wife or you've accomplished being a mother or you've accomplished being both or you've accomplished being a homeowner, you've accomplished all these titles, but at a rate of less, I'll say, than what you could have just to say you had it, right? So you didn't have patience and take the time to wait on the perfect husband because No, no person is perfect, but they can be the perfect person for you. If that makes sense. So you didn't take the time to wait on the perfect person for you. You didn't take the time to wait on the perfect degree. You didn't want to work for that perfect degree. You didn't take the time to wait and have kids at the perfect time for you. You didn't take the time to wait until you could get, you know, the house that was perfect for you. You settled just so you could get the title. And I think we've all done that at some point in our life. It may not be marriage. It may not be home ownership. It may not be um, at the point we chose to become parents. It may not be at the degree we chose. But at some point in our lives, we settled for what was right there right then so that we could obtain, obtain, excuse me, the title just to say we had it. And then if you've done it recently or if you've done it years past, you either find yourself or will eventually find yourself feeling stuck right because the situation may not be horrible the person that you're with may not be horrible the home may not be horrible but you're stuck with it until you can get something better if you can or you don't want to just well I don't want to sell this home because it's a nice home and you know it's not a horrible home there are no problems it's not like the foundation is messed up it's not like the roof is messed up but I don't want it anymore and so we find ourselves feeling stuck and one thing that we have to realize is that God or Jesus said if you are a believer that we he came to give us life and give it more abundantly so if we are not living an abundant life we are not walking in the calling that God has over our life especially if we're the ones who chose this path if we chose the path to settle then we are not walking in the calling that God has over our life when you're walking in mediocrity you are not walk, excuse me, I am going to be honest, I had Chick-fil-A ice cream before I hopped on this podcast, it is Sunday, Chick-fil-A is not open today, but let me tell you what I did, I went Thursday, I think, Wednesday or Thursday, I went to Chick-fil-A, I got a large cookies and cream shake, ate like a fourth of, no, I ate like a third of it, put it in the freezer, ate another third of it Friday night and then put it in the freezer. Now I'm eating the last part of it tonight. So excuse my little burp there. Um, but yeah, anyways, back to what I was saying. If you are in a mediocre situation, if you're in a situation where you feel stuck, you are not walking in the calling that God has over your life. Granted, it may be your fault that you're there. Granted, it may be, um, You know your choices and decisions that have gotten you there, but your choices and decisions have caused you to, in a sense, live out of the will of God. Um, I didn't think this was going to go there, so that's why I'm kind of hesitating, but, I mean, in a sense, that's that's what you're doing, and it's because of the decisions you made so that you could hurry up and get this title, because now, according to society, you are doing, quote-unquote, what you're supposed to, um, because you're a wife now. You're a husband now and you have your three kids and you have your big, beautiful three bedroom home and you have this and you have that. But maybe it's at a time in your life when God is saying, I didn't call you into that right then and there. That is not the abundance of life that I would have for you. Stop. Listen, I did not expect this to be the word that it is becoming as it is coming out of my mouth. But when I tell you that God is coming through right now, stop thinking that societal norms are the life or is the life that God has called you into stop thinking societal norms is the life that God has called you into before I jump into that I do want to say that I was listening to gosh what is her name I want to make sure I quote her name right hold on Cannot think of her name, but I was listening to a podcast, um, and I hate to quote somebody without giving them their credit. <sighs> Anyways, in the podcast, they were saying, "You have the right to change your mind. You have the right to change your mind, even if you got into a situation with someone, whether it be a friendship, a relationship, a business partnership." And at the moment, you felt like it was the right thing to do. And though that person may not be a horrible person to you, you have the right to change your mind about that person. You have the right to change your mind about that person. Because somebody can be the wrong person for you, but not be a bad person. Come on, somebody. Somebody can be the wrong person for you, but not be a bad person. Which goes back to what I was saying, you were just trying to get that title. You were trying to obtain that title. And God was saying, that's not where I would have you to be yet. But going back to societal norms and walking in the calling that God has for our life and walking in an abundance of life. Society says, being married is a beautiful thing and it is. And I'm not gonna take that away from anyone. Society also makes it seem like you have to be married and you have to be married by your 20s so that you can have your baby by, you know, start having babies by the time you're 30. So that by the time you're 40, you're finished because, you know, once you get to your 40s, they say you're too old. They call it geriatric pregnancy and blah, 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 blah. And then, you know how people like to misquote the Bible or take things out of context? Some people take that and say, well, the Bible says you need to be fruitful and multiply. And if you wait too late, you might. Okay, the Bible said be fruitful and multiply as a charge to populate the earth. To repopulate the earth after God destroyed it by water. The earth does not need populating or repopulating at this point in time. So that charge is not necessarily to everybody at this time. Now, if God destroys the earth by fire, and then he decides that he wants us to repopulate, then that charge may be towards the people who are still standing. But we've gotta stop thinking that what society says is the norm, what society says looks culturally appropriate, is not always what God would have for our lives. And so that is my little um, internally woke part of the segment today. I wanted to kind of go ahead and get that out the way because it's, it was it's been on my heart because somebody I know is kind of going through a situation where they're stuck. Right, the situation they're in is not horrible. It's not damaging to them, but they're just not as happy and they're not living life to the fullness. To the fullness, they're not living that abundant life that they could be having because of some decisions they made. And. They are stuck with people who are not bad people, but are not the right person for them. And so I was just working with that person, trying to get them to realize it. And the thing that that person is struggling with is the fact that, well, how can I leave this situation and not look like I'm coming out as the bad person? And in those cases, you are going to look like the bad person because you're being selfish. But I think that in a day and time where we are trying to please everybody and we're trying to please society some of us don't have a choice but to be selfish some of us don't have a choice but to say hey i'm only got i don't we don't know how long we have left honestly but this is an older person and it's like we don't have that much time left to be stuck right i don't want to live the next 5 10 15 20 30 years of my life however Long God has allotted me. I don't want to live however that long that time is in a situation where I feel stuck. That includes my job. That is one of the reasons why um, a couple months ago I was working for a company. Great company. Nothing away from the company. But the position I was in and what I had done for the company, I just felt stuck. And I just up and quit without without an exit strategy. And God came through because God wants us to live a life and have it more abundantly. And did people look at me crazy? Yes. Did people look at me like I was stupid for leaving a job and not having a backup plan? Yes. Did I get side-eyed? Yes. And that goes back to the job I was in was a great job, worked for a great company. It was just not the right for me. So that's what goes back to... Something cannot be right for you and still be a good situation. Everything isn't for everybody. So that's a good 10 minutes of being internally woke. And so we're going to move on to our segment where we talk about what's going on, um, you know, in society as far as um, celebrity news and stuff like that. And one thing that I wanted to talk about was the Leela Rashawn. Is that how you say her last name? the waiting sex hell girl who has been going through a situation where if you haven't been, I mean, it's been talked about for like the past two or three weeks. She's been going through a situation where, um, there was a photo posted of Nicole Murphy and her husband, Leela Rashawn's husband. Um, and I, I really think I'm saying her name all wrong because I don't have notes for this segment this week, but <laughs> them two kissing and nicole murphy claims that the kiss is a family he's a family friend okay um, we have lots of family friends on my mom's side of the family and i don't have never i haven't i've never seen my mom or anyone else kiss them the way that nicole murphy was kissing that woman's husband so let's go ahead and put that out there and my thing is if you're going to be that bold and in public about cheating or taking somebody else's husband or however you want to put the situation. Both parties are guilty because I'm sure it's no secret Nicole Murphy knew that man was married and that man knew he was married unless he sent his clone to the altar and I don't think they've started cloning humans yet. So, they both are guilty but my thing is if you're going to be that bold and that out in the open just own it. You know, I would have felt better if he would have said, you know, she would have said that he told me there were issues in their marriage and, you know, we just decided to try it and I'm sorry. And yes, you can call me a homewrecker and yes, you can call me a side chick, but it is what it is. Let's not cover it up once we get it this far. Okay, let's not. Because now you just look, not only now do you look like a side chick, you look like a dumb side chick. Because that's probably the excuse he told you to get in front of the cameras or the reporters and say, oh, he's just, just tell him I'm your family friend. And you were dumb enough to sit there and do it. Come on, Nicole Murphy. Come on. And to everyone who is bashing, um... Miss Waiting to Exhale, Miss Rashawn, if that's how you say her last name. For her weight, it is okay for a man not to like a heavyset woman. I know men who like heavy-set women, and I know men who don't. But once again, that goes back to owning it. He should say, look, honey, I am sorry that you are dealing with your weight. Yes, he would have sounded like a complete a-hole, but at least he would have been honest. And I guess that marriage is not my marriage. But if that was my marriage, I would appreciate the honesty for my husband to come say, look, babe, I married you and you was a buck five. I married you and you was a size six. And now you're triple, quadruple what you were when I met you. And, you know... Maybe let's work out together. But if I don't want to take the time, because he looks like he works out. Okay. But if you're too tired or you don't want to listen, I I can't do this. And I know it sounds horrible because you're an amazing person. But going back to our internally woke segment, he can say, honey, I feel stuck. And that doesn't make uh, Lila Rashawn, Miss Rashawn, Miss Waiting to Exhale, that doesn't make her a bad person. She's not a bad person at all. It just makes her the wrong person for him. And it's going to be some heartbreaks. they have kids together and they've, you know, built this life together. And yeah, it's going to be some heartbreak on both their parts because he's like, dang, I'm missing that woman I got with. However many years ago. She's going to be like dang I thought we were getting somewhere. I thought he loved me for me. I thought it was till death do us part. So yeah it's going to be some hurt on both sides. But that's a prime example. Of her being a great person. But the wrong person for him. Because I don't know her personally. But she seems like a really sweet person. She seems like a really lovely young lady. Um, I just hate it that. You know, this is happens to be situation issues and I think worse the worst part of it excuse me, I'm still burping up that <laughs> the milkshake. Hashtag unprofessional. The worst part of it is it's public domain now, right? So he opened it up for the world. And I think that's the worst part of it. He couldn't have done it on the low ski. He couldn't have done it behind closed doors. Like, Hey, you know, mm, I can't do this. And then she could have made her own narrative. Cause she's the famous one. He's not, I don't know if he, if this never happened and I passed him on the street, it, it would not have faved me because I don't know him. She's the famous one. So she could have made her own narrative about why ever he left her. If he would have just been honest and upfront and done it behind the scenes she could have got her narrative out there and then he could have been seen with whoever the heck he wanted to be seen with so but now he's leaving her to pick up the pieces with the kids and he's probably at home saying baby please baby please don't leave me don't take my kids from me but I mean it's all his fault now so I just kind of want to touch on that because and touch on that first because it kind of fed into my being stuck and I think he just feels stuck But that doesn't give him an excuse to do what he did. It does not give him an excuse to do what he did. It definitely doesn't give him an excuse to embarrass her the way that he did. But it goes back to he's stuck. And he just handled it in all the wrong ways. And that's something he's going to have to answer for. So. Um, What else is going on in the media? In celebrity news? Um, Nicki Minaj and Meg The Stallion have a City Girls summer song. I've rocked it two or three times since it came out. It's a pretty hot, you know, getting ready, going out type song. It's not my everyday listen and get work done type song. I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, here's my thing with Nicki Minaj and here's I love Meg The Stallion, I just love her personality. I like some of her music. Here's what I don't like about this situation. I'm not a Nicki Minaj hater because I listen to Nicki Minaj music. I listen to that song. She just came out with the, um, I can't even think of it right now, but I listen to her music. So I'm not a Nicki Minaj hater, but I also equally as much, if not more like Cardi B. I don't really choose size when it comes to music because I'm a music person. I'm not a artist person right so I do have my favorite artists and they're only my favorite artists because there's a lot of songs they make that I like like it's hard for them to make a song I don't like one person being Jasmine Sullivan it's hard for Jasmine Sullivan not to make a song I don't like so that's why she's one of my favorite artists but other than that outside of that I'm a music person and I don't really care who made the song as long as the song hits if I like the song if I like the lyrics I like I, I, It doesn't matter to me who's the artist, right? And I know that's bad because then y'all don't want to get into the whole R. Kelly thing, blah, 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 blah. But here's my thing with Nicki Minaj. She feels like rap, or to me it seems like, she feels like the rap game is a monopoly. Where only one person can have the real estate in rap and take over and be in the front and center and have most of the recognition and the fame And I'm here to tell you, Nikki, and anybody else who feels that way, music in general is not a monopoly. There's so many different genres. There's so many different artists. There's so many different types of rap. So you have your hip-hop rap. You have your hardcore rap. You have your trap R&B. You have your soul R&B. There's so many different genres within a genre that there's room for everybody at the table. I had this conversation with my hairstylist about... um, something kind of like that she was saying that in the building she works in because she works in a um like a suite type salon so it's a whole bunch of other hairstylists in there renting out suites and stuff and she was saying that gosh, excuse me she was saying that another lady in her um suite in the building that she works in know was trying to act jealous of her and what she was doing and all that and i was telling to her if one person can't do everybody's hair there's too many people there's too many heads too many wigs to be sewn too many sew-ins to be put in too many closures to be laid for one person to have a monopoly in the hair industry there's so many different types of hair that some people work with better than others so why is it that we feel like there's only one seat at the table when there's room for everybody? And if they won't let you sit at their table, then like Tyler Perry said, you go make your own doggone table. Ikea got pieces you can buy for your table. You go down there, you pick it up, you go Lowe's, you go Home Depot. It's enough resources out here that if they don't let you sit at their, their table, you go make your own, okay? So why Nikki feels like she has this monopoly and that her has to have this monopoly in the game. That's what bothers me. What bothers me even worse about her and the Meg Thee Stallion situation is I've been watching their little lives together on IG and you know their collaborations and the pictures and everything that they've been doing together lately. And here's what I don't like about that. Correct me if I'm wrong and from what I have been observing is that this is the newest and only new rapper that nikki has kind of like quote unquote taken under her wings um and been this close to i could be wrong it could be another person but this is the one i've seen and the one that seems out front right and she's genuine she seems genuinely sincere about it because remember her and cardi tried to do the thing together but we know that wasn't genuinely sincere and my thing is, I feel like she's only doing it. And I hate to say this because I like Meg The Stallion so much, but I feel like she's only doing it because Meg The Stallion is kissing butt. And that's what it looks like. When Meg The Stallion is on her lives and she's talking to Nikki, it's, I love you this so much and this and that Nikki and Nikki, it's like she's kissing Nikki's butt. And because she's kissing Nikki's butt and showing Nikki this quote unquote respect. Which I don't think is respect at all. Um, Nikki's like, oh, okay. Well, we can work together. We can do this together. Because I don't feel like you're going to try and overstep me. Or she's doing it to say, I don't hate every new rapper. You know, like it just does not. Do I really believe Meg Thee Stallion loves Nikki? Yes. Do I believe that she's being genuine? Yes. It's coming off though as she's kissing her butt. But I don't think that the, the genuineness of it. Is genuineness a word? I don't know, but I don't think it's reciprocal on Nikki's part. I think Nikki is just has, I think she has some type of, I don't know, like ulterior motive to it. Like she's doing it to prove a point. Like she doesn't hate all rappers, but in the back of her mind, she really just wishes Meg Stallion would leave her alone. She's just doing this for clout. I don't don't know. It just does not seem genuine on Nikki's part. Um,. But yeah, but I'm reaching 30 minutes and I don't want my podcast to go over 30 minutes because I'm not that interesting of a person. I don't always have that much to talk about, but I did just want to get on here and make sure you guys got another podcast before it got too late, because if I let it go too long, I will not get it done. I decided to get it done. If you hear a slight whispering sound or um, static sound in the background, (laughs) my daughter's room is close to where I'm recording and she sleeps with a white noise machine. So if you hear that, that's what that noise is in the background. Um, Until next week, this is Jasmine Parent and I am signing off on Internally Woke. See you guys next week. Bye.